Malcolm. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast with me, your host, Neil West, and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you today? As always, I am very well, Neil, thank you, and yourself? I'm not too bad, thank you, not too bad. Um, So, you may remember when we um, completed our team SOMA training, which is a little while ago Mm, now, isn't it? Um, We were ably supported by a very lovely Buddhist nun. Remember? Uh, and uh, no pressure, I was put into her team and we had to practice meditation <laughs> with each other, body scans. Yeah. Um, and being naive and green and not knowing much about the mindful process, she troubled me somewhat by saying to me, um, picture your spine like river washed pebbles in a stream. And I was a little, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to picture my spine like river washed pebbles in a stream. Um, but it came to pass that she was of the forest tradition. And if you're, if you're kind of of a, of a Buddhist mindset, you'll know that the forest tradition is quite a, quite a tough um, discipline to follow, um, but does involve certain meditation practices where you contemplate death. Um, so that's my theme today, Hayley. Today we're going to talk about death. <laughs> but in and a good way. On a beautiful sunny Saturday. On a beautiful sunny All the more reason, <laughs> Hayley, all the more reason. Because death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's a part of being alive. From the moment we're born, we're in a sense dying. We only have a finite amount of time to spend in this life. And if we can accept that, then we can let go of it more easily and suffer less. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a Buddha story. I don't often tell Buddha stories because our mindful classes are of a secular tradition. Um, But I do like this story, so I'm going to share it with you. Um, So this is a story about the Buddha and his followers who arrived in a village. And when they arrived, a woman came up to them in great distress. um, And it turns out that her child had just died. And she'd come to the Buddha and begged him to bring her child back to life because she was suffering and grieving so much. And the Buddha's uh, associates were moved by the woman's plight, and they asked the Buddha if he could do something to help her. Um, So the Buddha thought for a moment and then said to the woman, very well, if you can go down to the village and call on on the villagers there and find a house where no one has ever died, Bring some food from that house and we'll feed it to your child and that will revive them. So the woman was extremely grateful at this and she ran down to the village and began to knock on the doors of the houses and she went from house to house to house but she couldn't find a family who hadn't experienced death and she became frantic and continued to run around the village until she started to kind of understand that actually everyone in the village had experienced death, that this wasn't unique to her experience. And she came back to the Buddha, somewhat humbled um, and full of understanding, and thanked the Buddha, really, for his wise teaching. And she was more able then to let go of the child, that the child had died, and it was her craving, her attempt to hang on to that child, that was causing her to suffer. 
Um, so I share that story because in all our lives we all experience that. Yeah. And it can be a great suffering to us if we try and hold on to that person instead of letting them go. And the other challenge that um, I'm going to consider is people's fear of death, which I think in our society is encouraged really by the fact that we are, in the first instance, always very far from death. It's very rare that we have that kind of close experience of death. You know, it's very managed and out of sight, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And when we do think of death, we do it in that kind of Halloween-y, you know, where we see it as something terrible and horrific, you know, and, and kind of characterise it by all the sort of um, gore and horror of, of that kind of Halloween mindset. So we, we distance ourselves from death and see it as something that we don't want to associate ourselves with. Um, but I'll tell you another story. This is another Zen story. Okay. Um, and it's about a, a fencing master to the shogun in Japan who had heard that there was a bodyguard in the palace who was extremely skilled as a swordsman and he wanted to see him for himself. So he went out into the courtyard and saw the guard there um, and asked him to show him his swordsman's skills. And he was very impressed and he said, you must have had a very good teacher. And the bodyguard says, no, no, I've, I've never been taught by anyone. And at this, the fencing master became angry and thought this was disrespectful and said, no, no one could fence like you. You must have had a very good teacher. And the bodyguard said, no, Truly, I have never had a lesson. This just is something I can do. Um, and the uh, fencing master told him to get on his knees and said, well, for your insolence, I'm going to cut your head off. And the guard knelt down and said, very well, he said, you know, I have no fear of death. If that is your wish, so be it. And the fencing master put his sword down at this point and said, no, I understand. It is because you have no fear of death that your sword skills are so good. So a lot of what holds us back in, in, in the life that we have, in the time that we are given, our fear of death, our fear of dying, can actually cause us a lot of suffering that you know, holds us back in some respects from, from the potential life that we could be living. So they're, they're my first two principles, mm. you know, that death is inevitable, comes to us all, yeah. it affects all families, it affects all people, it's, it's just part of being alive. But it isn't something to fear, and actually a fear of death is, is, is a, a, a compromise on your opportunity to enjoy life. So, this is another Zen story. Okay. There's a lot of Zen stories about death, okay? <laughs> okay. So, Xing Huan and his master were going to pay their respects to the deceased. And Xing Huan asked the teacher, is he dead or alive? And the teacher said, you cannot say he's dead, and you cannot say he's alive. But this wasn't a satisfactory answer for Xing Huan, and he became annoyed. And he said, if you don't tell me, is he dead or is he alive, I shall hit you. And to strike a teacher would have been a, a greatly dishonourable thing to do. But still the master says, you cannot say, you cannot say he's alive, you cannot say he's dead. And Xing Kuan became cross and struck the teacher and left his learning um, and then went to seek out another teacher. And the same situation arose again. And he said to the new teacher, is he dead or is he alive? And the teacher again said, different teacher, you cannot say whether he's dead or whether he's alive. But this time, 
Xinguan was enlightened and understood. So what do you think his understanding might have been? Why could he not say he's dead or alive? Mm, I don't know. It's always a good mindful answer. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, there's different perspectives on this. So okay. first of all, you can't say if someone is dead or alive because you have not experienced death. How can you speak about oh, something you have not right, experienced okay. yourself? Okay. And the second point is, it's all about how we perceive things. Okay. So, if you look at someone and say, are they dead or alive? Are you really seeing them? Or is this just a perception? So everything we see is an illusion to some extent. Nothing is reality in its, in its true sense. You know, don't look at that piece of paper, don't look at that pen, look at what's really there. So don't look at that body, look at what's really there. Okay? So that's mm. the other principle, that you can't really look at someone and, and be sure that what you're seeing is real anyway, because ultimately everything we see is a distortion or an illusion. Okay. Especially these days. Especially these days. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can't say if someone's dead or alive. Okay. Um, where is yesterday, Haley? Is she dead or alive? Where is yesterday? The Haley I would have known yesterday. Yeah. Is she dead or alive? Oh, that's well. What about six-year-old Haley? Is six-year-old Haley dead or alive? No, because she doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist doesn't... anymore, but is she dead or alive? You can't yeah, say. No. But you can say she doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because actually, every moment, one Haley dies and another Haley is born. Yeah. That we're more like the flame of a candle. We're not constant. Yeah. Every moment, we live and die anew. And what about all the kind of cells that make up the hair? Yeah, that's what I was That are living and like, dying like all the time. Think about all the hair and do you mourn the death cells. of each cell? Some you couldn't, but some people might want the death of their hair cells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. can you see where it's not yeah. as simple a question are they dead or alive? And this yeah. is what the enlightened mind started to understand mm -hmm. that it might seem like a simple question, but when you start to think about it, it's not. Because, no, and even, I mean, when were you born? Were you born at the moment in the maternity hospital that you were physically yeah, kind of in the world? Or were you born nine months before that? Yeah. Or were you already, you know, because you, yeah. the, 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 the eggs that potentially become the child are there from birth as well, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And even then, it's a, DNA, a, a, you know, DNA, a kind of chain of DNA. Yeah. So do you die or do you continue to live because your DNA has gone on? into others else, yeah. so you're, you will even after this particular physical manifestation of Haley has died mm -hmm. still be alive in a sense in others mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. um, yeah so what happens after death how can you know if you haven't experienced it what is actually moving from moment to moment is a, a constantly changing process, a flow of energy. Death is a change, to be sure. But it's just one in a long series, no more startling perhaps than the onset of puberty. After death, the energy continues and keeps going through changes onto a new birth. We are all the time dying. It's part of us, life and death. We're born, we grow, we die. Maybe when you're young, you don't think about it too much. 
maybe when you're older or when you get ill or when somebody close to you dies, then you face the question of death. Simply that this physical existence will not be here in a few years. We're fragile. Like flowers, we bloom and fade in no time. But that's why our lives are beautiful, because we're so fragile, so mortal, so passing. The danger in some of the Zen stories I've told is that people, um, well, people can seem like heroes. You know, I have no problem with death, you know, the, the guard who wasn't afraid to die. And that's okay, it's good, in a sense, to not be afraid of death. But we're not heroes. There is a time in our lives to face suffering and death and sorrow, a time to mourn for grie grieving. You have to mourn and grieve and suffer because these are all parts of life. You surrender yourself to it, to sorrow, to death, to all things, to be totally able to live your life, totally accept your human condition. It's in and through such experience of being human, being mortal and weak, and heir to our thousand illnesses and humiliations, that you come to realise the being beyond birth and death. It's by going through all this, not denying it. So having that fear of death, that fear of illness, that fear of frailty, denies yourself the opportunity to grow and be fully human. Things are ceaselessly transforming, says Take that harm. Yeah. <laughs> Take that harm, things are ceaselessly transforming. The cloud does not die, it only becomes rain. The rain is not born, it's only the transformation and continuation of the cloud. Leaves, a pair of shoes, joy and sorrow, all conform to this principle of no birth, no death. To think that after death we continue to exist without change is called a view of permanence. Reality transcends permanence and annihilation. These five elements which combine together to become the thing we call self, the body, feelings, perceptions, mental factors and consciousness, all five elements are constantly transforming. They're never born and they never die. Um, now, having said that, um, I thought I would mention the Maranasati, which is a mindfulness of death. Um, the principle behind it is that we compel ourselves to reflect on things that we um, abhor, that we are repelled by, um, because ultimately there is no reason to be repelled by them other than our own emotional response to them. Um, so. If you were to uh, pursue this, you may choose to. We'll not ring the <laughs> bell and encourage yeah. you to do it now. Um, but you consider a corpse in its in its its decaying uh, process, which is where we get back to the picture, yeah. you know, the, the your spine like river wash pebbles, yeah. you know, so that you think of a uh, you 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 reflect on a corpse that's swollen, blue, festering. Uh, you can see if your face you're not liking mm -hmm. this. Um, a corpse that's being eaten by crows and hawks and vultures. Okay. Um, a corpse reduced to a skeleton that's reduced to just flesh, tendons. A corpse reduced to bones going loose, scattered in all directions, white in colour. A corpse reduced to bones a year old and heaped together. And then finally, a, a corpse reduced to bones that have become just dust. You take yourself through that process of, of imagining, of picturing, you know, which to, to us seems gruesome because we are culturally educated yeah. to see that as gruesome. Whereas you could see that as beautiful. You could see that as your natural transformation to become part of the clay that makes all things again. 
Mm. You know, that once you yeah. were part of this earth, once you'll be part of this earth again. And if you can embrace that, if you can see that as a as a positive thing, as a, a transformation, as your next step, then it ceases mm. it ceases to have that kind yeah, of fear and and um you know, gruesome quality to it. So that's my message, I suppose, to, to not fear the reaper, to see death as an inevitable part of our ongoing transformation. And actually yeah. something that we experience in every moment. In every moment we die, in every moment we're born again. And that what we are will continue in some form. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you feel about that? I'm not <laughs> have sure. I, have I taken you anywhere on that <laughs> journey? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of interesting. It does fit with some of the themes that we talk about in mindfulness but to use that as a practice I'm not sure mm. I'm not sure it'd be a popular one a popular one, it no. might be though I think we're, we're going a little deeper I mean that's mm. the nature of the programme now we're going a little deeper aren't we and it is the point where people find these ideas challenging mm. because they are counterintuitive aren't they they kind yeah. of go against the way that we understand the world and understand ourselves in our society but it is that appreciation of, of our connection with the earth and the fact mm. that we are and ultimately energy we and came part of from energy and of ultimately yeah. we'll go back to the yeah earth. so I can see where that comes from mm. okay mm. so yes so if you would like, like to, to know yes yeah. are, are you like embracing to, death yeah. people if you're yeah. embracing death yeah um, let us know we will love to hear from you so you can find us as always on our Facebook page where we are one together CIC you can send us an email mm -hmm. at gmail.com or you can contact us through our website, which is onetogethercic.co.uk. Mm -hmm. And if I've left you traumatised, go and have yes, a listen to the Laughter Yoga yeah, episode. Yeah. So on that cheery note, <laughs> cheery note uh, this is Growing the good, good, the Mindful Podcast, and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next, next time. time. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.